Danielle Gray back again with Pardon My Passion. And today we are talking about rejection. I was thinking, I was like, man, you know, there's got, there's so many different topics that I want to talk about. And I feel like this is probably one of the most vulnerable ones because rejection is very difficult to not only talk about, but to also deal with. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. So uh, rejection in both life and work and how we deal with it and how we move on from it and actually why it's so important in the first place. So stay tuned. All right, let's talk rejection. So, you know, when I think about rejection, I immediately as a basketball player, go to being like, you know, you're going up for a shot and it just gets like completely swatted away and your ego is hit and you are trying to get your balance together. You might fall. You're embarrassed. There's people watching and it's just not, it's not a nice experience at all. So I think one thing to think about is why do people hate rejection. I think it's pretty clear. It's that it's one, it's embarrassing and it's a real hit to the ego, especially if you're really focused on where you're headed, what you're trying to do and like just crazy about it to get rejected is one of the hardest things to deal with. For me in the past has really bruised my ego quite a bit. So that's all I want to talk about. It's, it's very much a vulnerable place, but I think from that vulnerability, there's a lot of power and there's a lot of power in being rejected because it also, I think, sharpens the saw on what you really want and where and how you need to even go about it. As always, when I talk about these things, I really want to make sure that I'm giving you guys real life, uh, I guess, a peek into my life on why I feel like, one, this is an important topic Uh, But also, not just in business, but personally, how this really has impacted me. First, I'll start with life. That's where a lot of us can really relate. And being rejected personally is is, uh, something else. So I'll be specific, because why even play this game with you guys? Uh, But I'll say one of the biggest hurdles for me personally being rejected was um, being dumped. Oh my gosh. So, you know, my whole life, for the most part, I was not being dumped. I would kind of leave situations before they got a little too intense or they would get to know me. I was that person. I just wanted to meet people, you know, have a good time. If I knew that my perfection would no longer exist after a while, I used to kind of step away from it. I like to be viewed as perfect, um, but then got mad if people expected me to be perfect. It's very, very strange early 20-year-old Danielle. Um, but that was that was my main thing. I just, you know, I didn't want people to see me completely because then, what, they wouldn't like me and I would get rejected. So uh, first it was really keeping that part of me Um, inside and not really allowing people to see my faults because I didn't want to be rejected because of them. With that, you're not even being authentic and you're not being yourself because nobody really knows who you are because you're keeping some of the, maybe the, the thorns of your rose hidden. And that's not fair. It really takes a lot. And I've learned 
in new relationships and new friendships is that they want to know more about you and and who you are completely. But for a specific example, like I said, I got dumped and that was like a hardcore hit to the ego, right? Like I was, I did everything I possibly could. I was working really hard to quote unquote, please this person. And I ended up still getting rejected and and getting dumped. And and honestly, over and over again throughout the relationship, it was it was a series of rejection. And you'd be like, Danielle, why would you stay in something like this? That's crazy. One, I thought it could change. <laughs> silly. I know we're all laughing at that because we know how silly that is. Uh, but that was the first way, you know, I was just like, no, I, I made this decision to be with this person. I need to stick with it and figure it out and figure out what we can do. And that's just... It's silly. I mean, I'm all for going through and pushing past and that kind of thing. But, you know, I was really just obsessed with making sure I didn't fail uh, instead of being happy. And so when you're trying to not fail, <laughs> you miss a whole lot of the great parts of the world. So with that, I was I was working my butt off, um, but more so using my head than my heart to make those decisions on why I was staying and why I continue to be in such a series of rejection. And through that, my ego was damaged. Uh, I think when I left that relationship, I literally took a whole year of just figuring out who the heck I was and why is it so important for me to know who I am because and be okay with that. Like not just being okay with, oh, you know, like, I like my freckles. I like that. No, what what are the things that don't smell that great? You know, what are the parts of you that I didn't like? And one of those was my sensitivity. And I was like, oh, I hate being this sensitive. And I would try to act like I'm not sensitive about something. But I also realized doing a lot of time and thinking to myself was that sensitivity was one of my best assets because it allowed me to be passionate about my work. It allowed me to notice small things about the person that I was with. It was it allowed me to be a good friend and to think about certain things that they would like. So there was moments where I was bashing parts of myself, but that wasn't fair because these also made me into who I am. So, you know, I'm going through this whole cleansing of, you know, being my ego being hit. And, you know, when your ego's hit, man, that thing is, it's tough. You know, it's really, really tough. And I think for me personally, the way for me to deal with that rejection and also allowing rejection <laughs> because I could have kept on pushing forward, which would obviously be kind of crazy. But I think sometimes things that are for you are for you. And if we really, truly believe that, I think that's where the, the good stuff is, right? It's not really rejection. It's like, oh, that's a detour. So that's kind of eventually how I got to that place after reorganizing my ego and recognizing that my worth was not wrapped around how I spoke, what I did for a living, or my amazing GPA or all that crap, right? That Nothing, of, nothing really of that makes sense or even really matters. What really matters is what I think about myself and my whole self, not just projecting only parts of who I am and, and why why I'm the way I am. So I think, you know, when I talk about rejection personally, I think one of the keys here is to, one, recognize who you are. You know, like, 
who who you are and fall in love with yourself. That's always something I always say is one of the most important things that I did throughout my journey was in my continued journey is really making sure I continue to love myself and put myself first. And I think the people that really love you and care about you want you to do the same. If someone's asking you to put them above your needs, I believe that, I mean, obviously there's kids um, that I can't speak to that, but I mean, someone, you know, that can do their own thing for anyone that asks you to put themselves before yourself is not someone that you need to be acquainted with. I think one of the biggest things here is that, you know, I just really believed and got to a place after, you know, doing the digging, loving myself and really recognizing that what is for me is for me and what is not is not. And, you know, when I when I do face rejection, even personally, that's like, okay, that's not for me. Um, And it also says to me, you know, maybe, maybe it is for me, maybe I need to approach it a different way. But I think the most important thing is to not feel like you are unworthy, or you can't do something or you're not good enough just because you face rejection. One of the first places I experienced rejection was in seventh grade, I believe, yeah, I think it was seventh grade. And I walked up to my biggest crush and I told him, I said, I like you. And he just said okay and he walked away when i tell you for a seventh grader if that doesn't crush your freaking spirit but i'm here to say i'm still here and i'm still standing even though that rejection was horrible so um you know rejection is not a bad thing it happens and i think that it it smooths our path it clears our path for what's truly here for us on this earth one of the most recent times that I've experienced rejection was when I was trying to move back to Atlanta to find a job. So my just a little background, my mom was sick. She was in need of a, a transplant, a liver transplant. And as the only child, um, I was the one to help take care of her. I, I had like some aunts that were helpful and, and all of that. But overall, I was the, the main caretaker. So I'm, you know, like I really need to be there. I need to be living with her, you know, while we figure this all out. Because uh, she was on the list for about a year and a half. So it was it was something that I needed to be there for. So I told my current job at the time in Jacksonville that that's what I needed to do. They said that that wasn't something that they could provide me. They needed me to be in the office. I was like, okay, uh, first rejection. So I'm like, okay, well, I have to quit. I have to do what I have to do, move up to Atlanta. So I did. And I started to look up um, different uh, companies, and I actually found one. Uh, it was a great fit. I came in for like three or four interviews, and it just, out of out of nowhere they just found someone else and so there I was with no job in Atlanta trying to take care of my mom and um, I was a bit devastated because I'm like what am I going to do so I get a call back from my former company and said hey we're trying to figure out our next person to replace you but in the meantime could you continue to do the things that you were doing before perfect I'm in need of money now I'm a consultant perfect and then 
so I'm, I'm doing that with my old job and I'm recognizing that I could do this for other companies. So I found different networking circles and things that I wanted to be a part of uh, to figure out, okay, maybe I can do this on a larger scale. So you, you fast forward to about two and a half years, here I am today. And it's so funny because it started off with being rejected twice. Uh, one, being rejected in the sense that I could not continue my job. Second is I thought I had this job and then they found somebody else and they didn't want me to be there, you know, didn't want to hire me. And that bred me going into my own business and still being here today, coming up with this podcast, coming up with being a presenter. All of that, all of that came from being rejected. So even though it hurts and it stings, I believe that it pushes us toward our destiny overall. And I don't try to fight it anymore. I don't want to be upset if, you know, personally, someone does not want to be with me. If someone doesn't want to be with me personally, that's okay. That's something that I can accept because one, I love myself. It's not to say that I'm not open to change or continuous improvement, but this is who I am, where we are right now in the present. And if somebody does not like me for that, then that's okay. I may not be the vessel for them. Same reason why I'm not offended if someone doesn't listen to my podcast that's okay. I may not be the vessel for them. But for the people that are listening and that are moved by this, that's what this is for. But it's funny how had none of those rejections happened, I would not be in this place. In both of them together, I would say me being very comfortable with myself, really taking that time to really love myself and who I am today, partnered with knowing what my passions are and being unapologetic about who I am it's allowed me to be in this space of work and also in a, in a very happy space in life as well. I think one of the biggest things is that we have to decide what we want. And so when, you, when it comes to rejection, it helps you figure out what, you, what isn't for you. Because I think that's a part of deciding as well. It's not just deciding what you want. It's also deciding what you don't want. Sometimes being very clear on the things that you don't want can make what you want a lot more clear. So, you know, I think that that's what rejection is to me. It's kind of a fail fast experience. And if you haven't heard me talk about fail fast, that's just like make a mistake and make it fast. Don't take years and years to to make it. You know, there's people that stay in relationships for a long time just because they have taken this time to be with this person or don't want to start over. But that's just like, that's failing fast because eventually it's going to fail. So do you want to spend time and waste your time in something that you know is already a mistake or do you want to move on and, and go out? That goes for both work and life. You know, like this is just not for me personally. This is just not for me in this work environment and that's okay. It doesn't mean that you get get up and jump off and you know, not have a plan in action, but it does mean that you're clear that just because this person or this thing is not happening does not diminish or take away from who I am as a person. So lastly, what I'll end with here is gratitude. I feel like, you know, when it comes to rejection, I have accept it that it's uncomfortable but I am powerful enough and this is one of my affirmations I am powerful enough to deal with rejection I am powerful enough 
to withstand it and to stand my ground and to know what I want as a person. And I really believe, you know, I couldn't say that sentence a, a year ago. And that's just doing a lot of work internally to say, you know what? I am enough. <laughs> I am enough. And, you know, just because I'm not, you know, um, something that this person wants, and I've even tried to be that person, you know, oh, what is it that you want? Okay, I understand. And try to replicate that. That's no good either. And, you know, I am here to say I've done it. You know what I mean? Got the t-shirt. Shouldn't have moved myself that way where, you know, at the end, there's no, that is really not even confusing for me why you get rejected because you weren't who you really were in the first place. You know, so, you know, if we show gratitude for those moments, I am so grateful. Let me just say this, like, I am so grateful for every single rejection. I am, I am appreciative for every person that dumped me. I'm grateful for every single part of this journey that was, that stung, that felt good, every part of it. I'm so grateful for every person that rejected me. I'm so grateful that my, my company did not rehire me after I couldn't work. I'm so grateful that that company did not hire me. I'm so grateful that I did get dumped because I wouldn't be in the places that I'm in now. Literally, that's where I come to is that after a while, that rejection starts to make sense. That rejection starts to make sense. And that's where I am now, where even when the rejection happens, I'm accepting to it and it actually reveals itself to be such a great challenge in the first place because I'm like, oh, that's why I got rejected because I was meant for this. And that, you know, is one of the things that I can't say that I'm 100% on or can do it all the time. But if I can just sit in that and say, you know what, one, it's okay to make a mistake. Because I also find that some people put themselves in a position where they're so safe that they can't even be rejected. Some people put themselves in a place where they can't even be rejected. And that's not a place to live either, to avoid rejection. Whew. Avoiding rejection Because that means you're not living. If you're not being rejected or if you're not failing, you are not living. And if you can't account to anything, I mean, literally, I fail all the time. Rejection does not scare me anymore. And it's I'm, I'm not even acting like it's not a difficult task to do, but it is hard. And it takes so much self loving yourself to be okay with it. And I don't know if all of us or any of us will be like, oh, that was the best rejection I've ever felt. No, but... I'm saying is that you really find that pretty place that that space where you're like, wow, you know what? Everything that is for me is for me, period. And I'm accepting of that. So I'll wrap up right here and just say, you know, don't let rejection define you. I've been I've been called a square. I've been called, you know, oh, you're, you know, you're just, you're too much or you're too little or you're too feminine, you're too masculine. It's just like, what? How about I just do me, you know? And when you really accept who you are and don't let anybody define you, make you feel like you need to be anything else other than who you are. Because I can't say, I don't fit in a box. None of us do. And don't allow anybody to put you in a box that you don't deserve to be in. 
So shoot, reject them, reject that. I reject that on life. Like I don't want to deal with people or places or things that don't accept me for all of who I am. So all that to say, be your very best self. Don't allow rejection to to determine who you are. And always look at it as, as a detour. They are just detours and they do not define who you are or where you're going. Until next time, y'all got a part of my passion. <laughs>